or few days, I should say. We find, found somebody to fix the air conditioner, and uh, they came and they broke their tool fixing the air conditioner. They said, we'll be back Friday. They called Friday and said, got it back up, man. It's up and running. Everything's good. I come up here, and it looks like the whole place exploded out there. Water going everywhere. Me and Greg out there trying to do We don't know what we're doing. You know, it's just, it's, it's, we're not, we're not going to start a building program. We're going to start a new air conditioning program because they'll probably be about the same amount. I, I had it, um, when we first moved in, I had it appraised how much it would take to put air conditioner in here and just the electrical was $285,000. I said, well, we'll, we'll, we'll just limp along with this. I, I wish I'd have, I might have, may, have had, may have had it paid for by now, you know. Went like that. But I, um, Greg was scheduled to preach, and his eyes all, he looks like deputy dog. Uh, yeah. And uh, Joel had the same thing. And Jordan, uh, I, I got sick one day. These I, I don't know what it was. It's just something that ran through. I don't know. It, didn't, it doesn't last long. It doesn't hurt bad. It just makes you uncomfortable. But uh, I was thinking, uh, so I told Greg, I said, I'll, I'll, I'll preach Sunday. And I had the message. Man, I had it. And I had my iPad plugged in. I unplugged my iPad, put it where I wouldn't forget it, and I had a Biden moment. I still don't know where I put it. <laughs> but I've got it, I've got it on my, 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 uh, my phone and, and my files, and the more I looked at it, the more I didn't want to preach it. Or I did want to preach it, but I didn't want to preach it the way that I preached it the last time. God gave me this message on my 60th birthday a year ago. Um, I was in the Kilimanjaro mountain range. I was in a Muslim town called Mambo doing a crusade. And God gave me this, this, this message, and I said, I've preached that a million times. He said, not like this. And so... I'm coming to you and I'm going, all right, I'm going to preach this message to y'all today, but I can't preach it to you like I can Africans. The understanding is, 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 so, is so different. The way of life, the culture. There's nothing you can do to an African to make them do anything faster. You will only slow them down on purpose. That's their life. That's the way it is. No, this is the way we're doing it. If you don't like it, you don't have to be a part of it. You adjust to our culture. You're standing on African land. They get that. And what happens is <laughs> people go over there and they try to have church like they have it here and it don't work. I was, I was, I was there and I was reading and... and uh, in Joel, and it said, in my last days, I'm going to be pouring my spirit out on all flesh. You know, y'all know the scriptures. Young men shall see vision, old men dream dreams, and 
sons and your daughters will prophesy. And, and, and I'm thinking, I'm reading that, I'm going, yeah, that's going to happen in the last days. And I'm thinking, he's trying to do this right now. He was trying to do this when he wrote it. He never wants to hold back his spirit from flesh. He all, it's always been up to us, not when he says do it, it's up to us when we decide to do it. And that's the message that God gave me. And, and, and we, we sit back and we wait 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 and we wait. And that's not in the Bible. Do, 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 do. Go, 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 go. Get things done. That's what that's, the Bible is a book of action. It's not a book of study. It's not a book of peace. It's not a book of... It can be all those things. But to me, it's a book of action. It's, it reports the actions of the people that God revered so much that he put their actions in the book. So he's never trying to hold back his spirit from any flesh. But what's going to happen is it's, the, the times are going to come when it gets so hard. And, you, the, and Jesus tells us what's going to go on, you know. It's going to get rough. You've got earthquakes and tremors. And, I mean, it, the, the earth is going to be ready to return to its original form. That's what's, that's what's beginning to happen. And what happens is, is people will fear the Lord and they will return to Him, but He's not pouring out any more spirit on that flesh then than He wants to do right now. The thing is, we just can't, we, we just don't know what it looks like. We just don't know what the Spirit of God really moving looks like in, in, in the world. I know that I can quit. I think I, I think I said enough, really. I mean, Does that make sense to y'all? I really want to know. If God was ever going to hold out, when would it have been? On Calvary. That's the only time, he, you know. He, if, so if he went through all of that, is he not trying to pour out his spirit on all flesh at all times? He is. Nothing's changed, but in the book of Joel, it says we will respond to it. That's the difference. He's not pouring out more, more uh, spirit on flesh. More flesh is overcoming flesh to do the things of the spiritual. Does that make sense? We have to hold on. We have to, what does we say, lay hold on eternal life. What's uh, um, my scripture in Isaiah? I think Isaiah 43, I think it's 19. It says, Behold, I do a new thing. See, it, 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 that is in the Bible eight times, I think. Behold, I do. I want to do a new thing. But when we go into our churches today, they look like 1945. They got the same carpet, they got the same piano. They may have got a new organ or something. You know, are, are you following me? That's not new. That's old as our air conditioner. <laughs> it's just, it just, I can go back to my childhood church 
this morning and it'll be just like it was in 1970. That's, a, that's not a new thing. And I know that, that, that we do things different, but we're not doing things just to be different. We're doing things different so we can reach a different group of people because those church groups are not going to listen to you. They're not going to listen to me. And I'm cool with it. They got plenty of boring guys they can listen to. They don't have to listen to me. It doesn't matter. But the thing is, is, is a friend of mine was a pastor, and he told me, he said, how do you do what you do? I said, what are you talking about? He said, man, no, they don't even know who's preaching when he comes to you know, Sunday morning. I said, you develop a, a culture of relationships, not a culture of church. You want to kill the church mindset because it's not right. There's not a church in the Bible that looks like anything we have today. Nowhere. No how. I love, love what Francis Chan said. He said, the church needs to take a, uh, uh, a page out of Airbnb and start doing that. Go to a place, rent out of Airbnb and have service. That way you don't have the overhead, you don't have the upkeep, do the house services. It's what he's doing in Malaysia right now. It's crazy. Crazy. But... See, the thing is, we've got in our mind that church is like this. Church is like this. That, that we go and the kids sit with the, with the parents and the parents pink the kids every time they make too much that rat noise and, you know, get taken outside and get whipped and everybody in your church can hear you because you're getting whipped outside by your mom or your dad. I mean, I, that, was, that, was, that was just a way of life with me. That was my life. I, that was church. That's what it was. But when I met Jesus, church meant nothing to me. It didn't, but I knew that that's where I was supposed to go. I knew I was supposed to be with God's people. So I went, and I went, it didn't work out because I, I just, you know, I mean, I would, I'd do anything they wanted me to do, but they couldn't forget everything that I'd already done. Are you following me? They, they, they were fine with the free grass mowing and the nursery working. and the, They were fine with me working and doing all of the things. But as far as preaching, teaching, anything, that guy is not, do not put him behind the pulpit. Do not give him a microphone. But you know what? When you're called, you never have to look for a pulpit. They always find you. They always do. I've never asked anybody to preach in anywhere. And it's my pet peeve when one asks me. Ugh, I hate it. If you've got to ask to preach in your, somebody else's church, you shouldn't have to do that. If you've got a word for that church, and God gave it to you, it's your, up to your, you need to go to that pastor and tell him, hey, God gave me a word for the church. You know what the pastor's going to say? All right, what is it? If he ain't going to talk to me and I'm the pastor, I guess I'm going to figure out whether you're the real deal or not. I never looked for a pulpit, because, but I didn't like church. So when, when I got resigned, I, I, had, I was done. You know, I was done. I was ready, ready to just. 
I don't understand why they can't get the relationship thing. I don't understand why you can't get anything done. I don't understand why you, you know, if you break... If you break a if you need guitar springs, they got to have stinking business meeting to decide if where to buy them and who's going to go get them and how much they're going to cost. You know, I, I, the, 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 majoring on minors, majoring on minors, majoring on minors. They 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 have the best. I don't know how to how to say it. Having another Biden moment, I guess. I just don't know how, if you look at what the world calls a Christian and you put the picture of them up there and you take a picture of what Jesus says a Christian is and you put it up there, they're not going not gonna to look anywhere close to the same. They're just not. I deal with some rough people from time to time and I try to get them to come through and, 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 and they do and sometimes they leave and sometimes they stay. But I'll tell you what, but I always give people a chance. Always give people a chance. Because I know there's value in them. Because there was value in me and nobody could see it. The woman at the well, she had no value in her, but Jesus saw value in her. And she went out and she evangelized ten cities. A woman in that day and age. There's value, man. Think about it. What would you do if you were walking along down an old road tonight and you hear a harp playing and some stoner guy out there singing praises to God to his sheep? What would you think he was on? That's David. What would you do? I mean, God talks to Moses. And Moses, I, I, I can't do it. I stutter. I'd use that same guy, that same scared guy. He said, the staff's in your hand. Lift it up. Part that sea. Right. Joseph was in a slave in a pit and ended up being the prime minister of Egypt. If you want to see, if you want to see the things of God, to make a difference, God used David's body to kill that giant. God has a unique, unique, unique way of looking at things. You don't have to have a good past to have a good future with Him. Thank goodness. Those guys were not qualified. They were justified by him. They were made righteous to do the things of God because of their obedience. God doesn't look at us the same way. Thank goodness. He doesn't look at your past. Hebrews 10, the, the articles of the New Covenant said... Your sins I will remember no more. He even went as far as says, I'll cast them as far as the east is from the west. I can't see them. Jesus 
washed them away. They're not even there anymore. They're not just covered with blood, but they've been washed away. They do not exist anymore. So I, Jesus can't look at me the way he could look at me 20-something years ago. He can't. He's not allowed by his own rule. Now, he can see everything that I'm doing today. But tomorrow he won't be able to. I love what Teal, Teal said. This is one of his favorite sayings, and it's still one of mine. He, he said, Jesus is attached to yesterday, but he's connected to today. In other words, what you did, you get credit for, but what you're doing is what you're getting credit for now. And he always used to say, what makes God happy? God's happy when people are doing things. That's when God's, that's when, that's when God's happy. It's when his people are doing things in his name. Ah. What people don't really remember sometimes is you're built to last forever. You will never die. Your body will cease carrying you, but you will keep going. Everybody will. There is no exceptions to that rule. Everybody will live forever. Just remember what my buddy told me. Eternity, eternity is too wrong to be long. Too long to be wrong, I'm sorry. I got it backwards. You ain't got Ginger here correcting me. She, she, she pretty much keeps me in line. She, she's on vacation from me. So. Sorry, I'm going on vacation from her next month. No. <laughs> no, she's... She needed, she needed to go to the beach, trust me. She needed to go to the beach. I said, you go. As long as I don't have to sit on it, you go. Have a good time. So her and Laura Baker down there. Oh. Jesus sees us the way that he created us to be, whether you know it or not. He created you in his likeness, and he created you in his image, so if you're a loser, that means he's one too. But he's not. He's a winner. And he didn't create junk. He didn't create something that's not of value to the world, to the kingdom. He would not create something that was not of value. Everything has value. Everything. You just don't know where you're going to find it. I know everybody's going to raise their hand or some of them going to lie and not, but there's a line in Yellowstone. How many of y'all watch Yellowstone? Don't lie, I watch it too. They had this little boy, and uh, he got in some trouble, and they, they kind of adopted him. And Cole Hauser 
plays a part. Married to uh, Beth, uh, Beth Dutton. She's my hero. And anyway, um, no, I just want to see her on the view once. That's all I want. Uh, that character, that character on the view would be funny. <laughs> but uh, he looks at Beth Dutton and he about to, talking about the boy. He said, "If there's a man in there, I'll find him." I thought that was interesting. Let's go. That if there's a Christian there, I'll find him. But I'm not going to find him by going through the church way of doing things. I'm going to find him going through the relationship way of doing things. And go through go through things with people. That's what we don't get. I've got some close friends, and to my close friends, there are zero secrets. I mean, I don't I don't know of any anyway. But I mean, I would just be just straight up honest. What's going on? This is going on. Blah blah blah. Well, that's kind of blunt. Well, you wanted to know. That's what I'm thinking. That's what's going through my head. If I can't tell my friend, who can I tell? You know, I mean, but I have, I have struggles in my life, just like everybody does, and I need those godly relationships with good Christian men and women to get through life. There's no way you could get to it by yourself. I don't see how people get through that the baptism of the Holy Spirit. I don't. I just don't. I I, I can't. I just don't. I, I mean, praying in tongues is such a strong thing for me. It's, it's something that I do so often. I don't know if I could live without it. I know I couldn't live a Christian life without it. I'm not that strong. Okay, here we go. Go to Acts 7, my scripture. This is Stephen. This is, is an evangelist, okay? This is his death. He wanted to make us, he knew that he was going to die, but he wanted to make a statement with his death just as much as he did his life. That's a man. You hear me? That's a, that's a man. I want my death to mean something. I don't want to die in a hospital. I want to die with more cool. I want people to tell, you know your great, 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 great granddaddy, you know, died at a, you know, cro crocodile ate him or something? I don't know. what. Huh? No, I don't know. Hippos take too long. They're vegetarian, so crocs, crocs like you quick. And this is what he said to these people. He said, you stiff-necked uncircumcised in heart and ears. You always resist the Holy Spirit. As your fathers did, so do you. That's talking to 
He's talking to the same people that I'm talking to. God's always wanted to pour that out on spirit on, on all flesh. He did it to your to, to your the, the your the generation before you. He's doing it now. You just don't know how to get it. You're just rejecting it. Just believe in it, receive it, and then move on. Go ahead, fifty-two. Which of the prophets do your fathers not per per persecute? And the king is foretold of one of the one of the just of the just one, of whom now have become betrayers and murderers. These are church people he's talking about that became betrayers and murderers. Next. Have received by the law and the direction of angels and have not kept it. Next. When he when they heard these things, they were cut to the heart and gnashed at them with their teeth. They were that mad because he's told them the truth. You stiff-necked bunch of idiots. You, you rejected God just like your mama did and your daddy did and your grandmama did and your granddaddy did. Behold, it's time to do a new thing and you're too old and stuck in your ways to do it. But being full of the Holy Spirit, gazed into heaven and saw the glory of God and Jesus standing at the right hand of God. What's Jesus doing right now? He's sitting at the right hand of the Father. But Stephen's death was so cool that Jesus gave him a standing ovation. I think that's so cool that he saw him standing there. All right, I got you, man. See you in a second. And he said, look, I see the heavens opening, the Son of Man standing in the right hand of God. And they cried out with a loud voice, stopped their ears, and ran at him with one accord. They cast him out of the city and stoned him at the witness way down. was a young man named Saul who later became the Apostle Paul. Let me tell you what, the truth's not always received, but it's always the truth. It doesn't matter how you take it or how you like it. It doesn't matter. It's the same every single time. I've tell my kid, I've tell my children, all three of them. I'm gonna tell my grandkids. Always tell the truth, and I promise you to work out. I promise you, it will always work out. It may not be easy to tell the truth today, but I promise you, it will work out. Truth solves everything. Why? Because it's truth. Because it's truth. Oh, I'm going to get out of here. It's, I, this, I saw, this is not the, it's not the message that I'd plan to preach, but I think it's, it's making a be better impact on what, I had planned. The service was make it happen. I'm really not doing that, but it. I'm gonna give you an example. I, I, I think I did this the other day. I gave uh, an example on television. A guy said, "Pray like God's in charge of everything, and act like you're in charge of everything. Then you'll get it right." In other words, 
faith without works is dead. You know, you can pray about it and pray about it and pray and believe God's going to do this and that. But until you get in there and do it, you know, you can't get saved without you. You can't get somebody else saved without you. You're not here for you. I loved what Joel was talking about, explaining how short time really is. You know, think about it. What's the best I'm going to get? 85? I'm really not looking forward to that. You know, but I'm 61 years old. How much time left do I have to make an impact on the remainder of that time for eternity? What, do, what can I do? What can I make happen that that time is going to be the right time? What God, what you make happen for others, God will make happen for you. He always has, He always will. He said, if you forgive, if you stand praying and you can't forgive, I'm sorry, but I can't either. But if you forgive, I have the ability to forgive everything. But if you can't forgive, I have the ability to forgive nothing. Y'all aren't following. Look up Mark 11.25. And I'm not even going to read it. I'm just going to show it that that is, is there. Can we read? Okay. And whenever you stand pray, if you have anything against anyone, forgive them. That your Father in heaven may also forgive you your trespasses. Let me tell you something. There's a give and take in every single thing that we do. But I promise you, if you can't get if you got unforgiveness in your heart, this says that Jesus cannot forgive you. Am I wrong? I'm sorry. I was wrong. When you stand praying, if you have anything, anything, any little thing, it doesn't matter, anything against anyone, forgive him. That's the first thing you do when you pray is you forgive others, but not us. We begin with asking forgiveness for our sins, not the forgiveness of someone else's. This is how you pray. This is how you repent. This is how you live your life. Forgive him that your Father in heaven might also forgive you your trespasses. Stand to your feet. I hear a little early. Everybody, bow your heads, close your eyes. I just want—I just want to make sure, man. I just can't. I, for some reason, soul winning has been on me hard lately. If there's any doubt that if you died right now, you would go to heaven, I want you to raise your hand. If there's any doubt, just raise your hand. I want to pray for you. Nobody's looking around. 
I'll put them down, put them down. Okay, okay, okay. Jesus, when, he, when, G, when Jesus paid the price for your salvation, He did it in public. Way up on a hill where everybody could see Him. Naked, guts hanging out. Just out there. But if you're one of the several that raised your hand, I'd like for you to come down. If you would, please. I promise you, the first step's always the hardest. Okay. Well, I don't want you to... Everybody, lift your head. Repeat after me, Father, I come to you in the name of Jesus, thanking you that you are the Lord of my life. In everything I do, you're first. You're the most important relationship in my life. I will communicate with you more than I will anyone else. I'll do whatever you ask. I'm yours. I'm saved. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. You're excused if you want to need to go. If you need prayer, friend.